Hello everyone and welcome back to Daily Kaylee's 13 Days of Halloween series. Um, I'm going to preface this episode by saying I'm sorry if you can hear my fan in the background of this episode. I am currently in my bedroom, which I usually record downstairs at my desk, but tonight it did not work out that way. So, sorry for the fan. I am one of those people who have to have the fan going at night regardless if it's 100 degrees outside or 30 so the fan stays on during recording today's episode is about the richardson family murders which if you've never heard of this case don't feel bad because i hadn't either until i was doing research on some new cases to talk about on here this case is absolutely insane though so i'm sort of surprised that i didn't hear more about it It also took place in Alberta, Canada, so that could be why it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of publicity in the United States at this time. It was also committed by a minor at the time, so her name could not be listed in any public form of media that was released. Let's jump into this. There's really no better way to start this case. It is just insane. At 1 o'clock p.m. on April 23, 2006, three bodies were found. The first body was of Mark Richardson, who was 42. The second was his wife, Deborah, who was 48, and they were found in the basement of their own home. Their son, Tyler Jacob, who was 8 years old, was discovered upstairs, and he was also deceased. There was one person absent from the home, and that was their 12-year-old daughter, Jasmine Richardson. At first, because, I mean, she was 12 years old, the police thought she was another victim. She could have been kidnapped. She could have been taken to another location. They did not think that for very long, because the following day, she was arrested in Saskatchewan, Canada, which was about 81 miles away from her home. She was with a 23-year-old man by the name of Jeremy Allen Steink, and Jeremy was her boyfriend. This 23-year-old man was dating this 12-year-old girl. They were both arrested, and they were both charged with the three murders that happened in the Richardson family home. A little while later, on May 3, 2006, another woman was arrested by the name of Casey Lancaster, and she was 19 years old. She was a friend of Jeremy's, and she was charged with being an accessory to the crime because she drove them away from the crime scene in her truck, and she also helped dispose of evidence. The motive of this crime is up for debate, honestly. It's just a very strange situation. According to Jasmine's friends... Jasmine was currently grounded by her parents because they found out she was dating Jeremy, who was freaking 23 years old. I would also ground my child. That is possibly Jasmine's motive. It was also reported that her friends criticized their relationship as well. So honestly, I'm trying to put myself in Jasmine's shoes. She's a 12-year-old girl. She's dating someone older. Of course, she thinks it's true love because she's 12. She thinks it's okay that it's probably cool and her friends are judging her her family's judging her no one understands who is she going to turn to she's going to turn to her 23 year old boyfriend 
Now, according to Jeremy's friends, he told them he was a 300-year-old vampire. He also reportedly told these same friends that he liked the taste of blood, and he wore a vial of blood around his neck. He also had an account on VampireFreaks.com, which I'm sure some of us have heard of, and so did Jasmine, who's only 12. At first, it was speculated that they met here and joined into a relationship. But, actually, a friend of Jeremy said that they actually met at a punk rock show in early 2006. Like I said, when Jasmine was still 12 and was probably with her parents, which is really creepy. It was revealed that Jasmine and Jeremy were communicating via Nexopia, which I have never heard of, but it's essentially like a Canadian MySpace. You can upload photo galleries, you can update your like your status, your bio, you can post like little articles and stuff. It was essentially MySpace for Canadians. These accounts were eventually removed because a lot of messages that they sent to each other were available to the public, and although Jasmine's name could not be mentioned in the media, I mean, it was not a far cry to figure out what had happened. So, they removed their accounts. Jasmine's page, her username was Runaway Devil, and she said that she was 15, and in her little, like, about me section, it said, Welcome to my tragic end. Very sus for a 12-year-old girl. According to this social media page, just hours before committing these murders, Jeremy and some of his friends watched the 1994 movie Natural Born Killers, which is about a young couple who go on a killing spree. If you haven't seen it, it has Woody Harrelson in it. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Anyways... Jeremy told his friends that he and his girlfriend, a.k.a. Jasmine, should go on a similar murder spree, but without sparing her little brother. So, apparently, it was Jeremy's idea to also kill her eight-year-old brother. He also reportedly spoke to an undercover officer, like an idiot, and he said, You ever watched the movie Natural Born Killers? I think that's the best love story of all time. So as you can see, he is a little fucked up in the head. Like I said before, Jasmine is a minor. So at this point, once she's considered a suspect, she can no longer be published in the media anywhere in Canada. This was a law put in place by the Youth Criminal Justice Act. Which is probably a good thing. Unfortunately, this act also says... That 12 is the youngest possible age at which, which a person can be charged with a crime. However, with that being said, anyone under 14 cannot be sentenced as adults, period. No matter how awful the crime is. And they also cannot be given more than a 10-year sentence. We finally have the trial. And on July 9th, 2007... Jasmine, who had just turned 13, so she was still under this this act of law. She was found guilty of three counts of first-degree murder. And she was obviously convicted, but she could only be sentenced 10 years. That was the maximum imprisonment she could get. She was sentenced to that. 
And at the time, it was believed that she was the youngest person ever con- convicted of this degree of murder in Canada. On November 8th, 2007, she was officially sentenced the maximum penalty for someone her age, which was 10 years in prison. She also had time served for 18 months that she had already spent in custody pending trial. They, after, after this, they sentenced her to four years in a psychiatric institution and four and a half years under conditional supervision while she was released into the community. In September 2011, Jasmine began attending classes at Mount Royal University, which was in Alberta, and this was during the final years of her sentence. She was released from a 10-year sentence at a psychiatric hospital in the fall of 2011, and by the following fall, in October 2012, it was reported that her, her really, her, oh my gosh, hold on, I need to stop reading ahead of my brain. It was reported that her rehabilitation was going well, and she had genuine remorse for what she had done. It was not, like, staged to earn pity or anything like that. She genuinely felt remorse, which, honestly, I'm not surprised. She was in her early 20s at this time, after being released from her sentence. You were a much different person at 22 than you are at 12, and her brain was not fully developed when... She let this older man convince her that she should kill her family because of their true love. So, I'm not surprised that she felt remorse for this. In May of 2016, all of her complete sentence was finished. Her psychiatric hospital, prison, all that. It was done. She was freed of any further court order conditions. She did not need supervision, restrictions, or anything like that. She's been a free woman since May 6, 2016. Jeremy, on the other hand, he did admit to the murder of the parents when he was talking to an undercover police officer while he was in custody. I don't know what what he was thinking. He did not admit to killing her younger brother. However, he was tried in court in November of 2008, and he was found guilty on all three counts of first-degree murder. By November 15, 2008, he was sentenced to three life sentences, one for each of the victims. He will be eligible for parole after serving 25 years. Casey Lancaster, her charges were dropped. She did, however, plead guilty to obstruction of justice. She only had to serve one year of house arrest. That's all that happened to her. There are a few TV episodes based on Jasmine Richardson and the Richardson family murders. One of them is on the TV show Deadly Women, and Jasmine is the subject of the show. It's the first segment of the episode, and it's called Forbidden Love. Like I said before, they cannot release her name to the media, so they do not call her Jasmine Richardson in this show, but it is based on her. There is also an episode about Jasmine on a Canadian TV show called Killer Kids. So, if you decide to watch either of those, tell me what you think. Like I said, I think this case is absolutely insane. 
part of me feels bad for Jasmine because she was obviously brainwashed by this older man and no child deserves that. But also, I don't know, at the age of 12, I don't think that I could have killed my family. Even if someone that I trusted tried to convince me to do it. I don't know. Maybe that was just me, though. I don't know. I had childhood trauma, so I was grown at 12. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you guys agree with me. And I really hope you enjoyed this one. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, guys.